Hey guys, it's Treasury John, and welcome back to the Purposes Bay podcast, where we share the stories of women who are living the Great Commission. So, friends, today on the podcast, I have Hannah. Am I saying your name correct, Hannah? Okay. I have Hannah from Transparency Ministries. Um, Some of you guys may know her, but um, Hannah, just go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so my name's Hannah Hobson, and I'm the founder of Transparency Ministries, which is a women's ministry helping women overcome fear and self-doubt so that they can be confident in who God has called them to be. And so another couple of other things about me is I'm a speaker, I'm an author, I have, um, I published a book called Jesus's Day, which is basically a resource and devotional for people to um, basically rekindle their relationship with Christ. And what does that look like if they've never had one before, which which is super exciting. It's a little, um, I can't believe that's like really, you know, a thing now. Um, but I also have like another devotional coming out in the summer, which I'm super, super, super excited about. I know, I know. I'm really excited about it. Oh. Um, and then I also speak. And so sometimes I, God puts up opportunities for me to like go and just share whatever he puts on my heart to share. So yeah. girl, let me just say you are killing it. Oh my gosh. No, it's God. It's all God. I'm <laughs> killing it. I'm just like, help. <laughs> That's how it usually works. <laughs> oh gosh. So what do you believe your calling is? So I was looking over this question because you were so awesome in sending these over and I was trying to take some time to think about this and to be honest, I thought my calling was, you know, around transparency ministries, and I didn't even know that was my calling. Well, let me start from the beginning. What <laughs> I thought my calling was, I thought it was to be a doctor. Uh, so I mm-hmm. grew up thinking that I was supposed to go to medical school and like become a doctor. And then in the last year or two, God has switched it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when transparency ministry started which was about a year or almost two years now which is insane that it's been two years time really does fly I thought that that was my calling like oh I'm gonna make this the next she reads truth or the next like Proverbs 31 ministries Uh, and then now that I'm in the season that I'm in God's changing it all up again and helping me to just really dream bigger because I really thought that this was like the end goal and I'm like putting air quotes around end goal and so I thought this is what, this is the big thing. I'm going to be the next Joyce Meyer, whatever. Mm. Like I just really had these lofty goals. And something that I'm starting to realize is that God is always changing my ideas and my plans. Like he's always making me rethink. He's always causing me to dream bigger and to think bigger things. And so honestly, if people, when people ask me that, I don't know what my calling is anymore. I just know I am called to follow God with like and to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, because that's what the word tells us to do, and that it makes so much sense now, because I'm, like, living this life, and thinking I've really surrendered and given up my life to Christ, and just, like, you can have it, whatever you want, God, I'm going to do it, and so now that I realize that the scripture where it talks about to love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength really has a new meaning to me, because that really is the greatest commandment, is to love God, and then to love our neighbors just as much as we love, um, just as well as we love Christ, and so I don't really know what my calling is. I know that I can tell you like there's some patterns or some there's some things so obviously it's probably going to be in some type of ministry or 
maybe even business because he's been opening different doors and like using and helping me really discover what my gifts are but I don't really know what my calling is I just know that I'm like gonna live my life for Christ and whatever he wants it to happen how he wants it to happen and what it's gonna look like I'm totally cool with that (laughs) oh wow I love to hear other young people say that because sometimes we think we need to have it all figured out even with our calling, even if God is calling us to something, we think we need to have like that direct answer. Like I'm called to lead 50 plus women to do da da da. When really it can be a lot of, I don't want to say gray area, but like unknown around it, even when we know. It's true. No, I completely agree with you. And I think the more open we are about you know, letting God have his way in our life and letting him do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it more times than not. It is kind of scary sometimes and it is not to take away that it's not, it's that it's easy, but the outcome of that and the blessings that come with that are just so much greater than anything we could come up with our, on our own. Hmm. Yes. So when did you start like walking in, in this territory of like, God, you can just have it. Like, I don't want to figure it out. I just want you to move. So that was definitely a process um, because I'm, I always used to tell people that I'm type A plus, like I have to have everything planned out. I have to have it all figured out. I have to know when things are going to, and that's just the planner in me and he uses that in other areas like when it comes to like event planning because you know those things are helpful to have but I think the real moment I always tell people like I started walking with God or I rededicated my life to Christ when I was a freshman in college so I grew up in the church I knew God all my life but I didn't really like know God for myself until I got to school um but this last year so literally last year that's when I tell people that I surrendered my life to Christ so I knew who God was I had a relationship with him but I never really like gave my life to him meaning like okay God even if this doesn't make sense even if I don't know the next step even if I don't know what it's going to look like I'm going to trust you and that is what was required last year because like I said I wanted to become a doctor I had applied to medical school I was going to the interviews just and then I was going to move to Charlotte because at the time I was living in Raleigh North Carolina and I wanted to move from Raleigh to Charlotte Um, and that's when a lot of transition happened Mm -hmm. God started bringing different people in my life and he started to take different people out of my life and um, it was in that moment when I didn't get into med school and I was asking God like okay what's the next step and God was just like just trust me like give it all to me like even if you don't do medicine, even if it's not what you thought it was going to look like, are you still going to be okay with trusting me and following me? And so that was like a whole summer, like from June-ish to about August, September-ish was like really the time where I was just wrestling with God going back and forth. Like, I want to do medicine. How am I still going to make this work? And God was just like, let it go. Um, And so I don't know if he will bring it back up. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But it was in that moment that I really surrendered and it wasn't a moment, it was a process, a process of surrendering my life and just really giving it all to him. And just now, because I have, I just feel so much more free. I feel free, like, okay, God's going to lead me. And that's the whole beauty of like a relationship with God. He's never going to fail you. Like he's never going to put you in a place where he's not going to, he's already got it all figured out. Like his word says that he's going to complete the work in which he has started. So like it's already planned out. It's already figured out. And all we have to do is just like live that out. Girl, you speaking to my soul right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh 
So when you started walking in just this journey with Jesus, as I want to call it, what was one of the things you had to let go of? So one of the main things that I really had to let go of was just my own vision for my life. And some of us, we don't think we have those because we're just living our lives based on the vision we have for our lives. But it wasn't until God was like literally doing a whole 180 and I'm in a completely different place than I thought I was. Because if you were to ask me like five years ago where I would be, you know, on what is today, March 23rd, 2019, I would tell you that I would probably be at somebody's library studying for some med school test. Like that was what I was supposed to be doing in my own head. And it wasn't until I let go of my own ideas in my own life and my own vision for my life that I was able to like really live a life of freedom and that's the thing that I had to let go of I had to let go of what I wanted like how I and then not only what I wanted but how I wanted it to look so now that he is kind of leading me in this ministry and he is kind of leading me in a different direction I have to be okay with this is not going to look like how I thought it would look like some days. I don't know how my finances are getting paid, but he's still providing. So like, there's just, it's a whole faith journey of just trusting him and knowing that he has me, even though the outcome or what I see in my natural eye, like what it looks like around me. So what I see, like how my bank account looks, how my life looks, how my relationships look, all of it does not look like the promise. And so I have to focus and fix my eyes on Jesus because he is the author and perfecter of my faith. And that's what he says in his word is to pick, like, just to trust him seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will fall into mm-hmm. place that's like you know mm-hmm. how the translation is. <laughs> there's a different way that the bible says it but that's basically what it says so mm. I feel like whoever is listening like they needed to hear this because I know I did um I'm kind of in a similar season just Amen. seeing things and it's not what you thought it would look like and I was thinking about this yesterday I'm like what does the promised land supposed to feel like like because I know I'm doing what God is calling me to yeah. do, but it's still uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it's definitely uncomfortable. And something that like my one of my mentors always say is like, that's how you know it's working. She mm. always would say that. I would kind of, you know, say exactly what you would say. And like, this does not look like what's what it's what it's supposed to. Like, this is hard. I don't want to and I don't want to do this anymore. Like you know I'm dramatic so I'm just crying my eyes out occasionally like I don't want to do this this is terrible like I like but I mean the thing is is like you're too far like the thing is like when you start walking with God and really walking with him and like following and doing the things that he's telling you to do and being obedient in that there comes a point where you just get too far that you can't turn back you're like I'm already this like I'm already this deep in like there's no (laughs) there's no way I'm going back to what I know it's like so you're in this like rock between a rock and a hard place like it's in that Canaan because like just like the children of Israel like they had a Canaan journey prior to like reaching the promised land so they had to literally depend on the promise while they're walking through you know with blind eyes don't know when it's going to happen when it's going to come and so I can definitely relate to you on that because it really that's how you know it's working that's why the bible says like you will reap your harvest if you don't give up because this walking with god is not for the faint of heart okay it's not it's it's not easy all the time but it's worth it it's like i just want to encourage anyone who's like listening like obviously there is that discomfort but you know you're not going to change you're not going to grow unless you have those seasons of discomfort and when you get out of the season or when the season ends and you look back I don't know about you but for me I'm always like man thank god he took me through that process because I'm so much better off now now that I'm on the other side of it so when I was in it it was not 
what I wanted at all. <laughs> yeah. And then even like, if you fully know what you're going to do five months from now, are you really trusting God? Yeah. I think it's okay to have a vision, you know, like to have ideas, but it's, I think what I learned and what was so important for me is like, be okay if it doesn't look like that when you get there in five months, like be okay if God changes the direction. Like, I think it's always great to be seeking him and just, just, you know, like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes God will download that stuff to you. Sometimes he'll tell you like, okay, I want you to be doing this, this, and this, but he doesn't always tell you the game plan because then it wouldn't require him. Like if he told us everything we needed to know, we would never depend on him the way that we would need to. And so I am so with you, like, yes, God can give you a vision for five years. And I mean, it's important. Like, to plan, you know, when I say plan, I mean, I use that term very lightly now, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay to have a vision and have a goal. So like, you know, a five-year goal or a 10-year goal and, you know, have a vision for your life. Cause I mean, there is, that is biblical. Like he says to write the vision and make it plain, but the whole point is like, be okay if God switches it up and like changes it all, because then that really shows whether or not you trust him. Cause if you're just disappointed, then it, sometimes, and I say this so lightly because disappointment is such like a heavy topic. And I know a lot of people might be struggling with disappointment. Like why does, like, I trusted God for this. Why doesn't it look like this? Mm-hmm. But really like, if you truly, truly trust God and you're able to say in your full heart of hearts, like, I really do believe that God has my best interest at heart, whatever that you know, change happens or whenever that redirection happens, then you're going to be more okay with allowing him to do that and allowing him to have his way and like surrendering your way, your will, your life to him, because really he has you like, that's, that is the promise that we need to rest in is like, God has us at the end of the day. Like he said, he would never leave us or forsake us. He would never put us to shame. He says he has plans to prosper us and give us hope and a future. So I think that's like the true promise that we can rest in knowing that like he's already got it all worked out. Mm, that's good so I don't know you may have answered this already but what has been one of your hardships thus far in your journey so like outside of just like my life and my plans the hardest thing that I've ever had to like overcome is and I know this sounds so cheesy but the truth is like it's myself like Mm -hmm. I in my (laughs) I am my biggest enemy sometimes like the way that I think the way that I process things the way that I the type of different beliefs that I have and there's been a lot of like a lot of inside work that God has been doing and is continuing to do on the inside of me and it seems like every single time I feel like my life or like my heart is like a uh, like a big ball of like twisted thread have you ever like played those games like the human knot like when everyone has to touch like a different arm or something and then everyone has to like re you know get out of the knot that's how my life feels like sometimes and every single time that god takes me through you know a refine a refining process or a I don't know, a crushing season, you know, sometimes they all happen at the same time, it feels like, um, but whenever he takes me back, I feel like he straightens out a kink in my life, and then when I look back, I'm like, dang, I still got all this stuff to work on, so, like, it's really just me, because um, the way that, like, my, one of my mentors says, like, you'll ne- you're, you're never gonna live your life outside of the way that you see yourself, and truly, God calls us to see ourselves the way that he sees us, and sometimes we're dealing with, like, fear and self-doubt, and we're dealing with like false beliefs and false truths about ourselves like whether that's like we're not good enough or we're never going to be successful or God doesn't 
don't really like, you know, love me or whatever it is that that false belief is that doesn't line up with the word of God and what God says about us in his word. It's really just our own self image that is literally contradictory to how God sees us. And so for me, that has been my biggest hardship is overcoming my self image and how I see myself and loving myself because it's so, for me, my story is I loved God. Like I really loved God and I knew God loved me, but I really struggled with like loving myself. Like I Mm -hmm. dealt with like a lot of rejection and just really self-internalizing that rejection and then literally having to now, so that I'm like more aware of it, looking back over my life and seeing how rejection has taken such a I don't know, a pivotal, it's been such a pivotal part of my story, and shame has been such a pivotal part of my story, and, like, just, like, the theological term, I guess you can call it, is, like, the power of sin, the way that sin has, like, you know, had it, had its effect on my life, like, I knew I was forgiven, I knew that God, like, set me free, but I wasn't walking in that freedom, like, that he had promised, and so that has been really the largest part of my journey, is overcoming that, and really figuring out, like, what, what is holding me back in this area? Like, like if it's my finances, like, what am I not believing in the word? Like, what does the word say about this? And why am I not standing on that? Or, um, if it's like, when I care about what other people think, like, I have to go back to the word and say like, okay, what does God say about this? And like I said, it's like, it's been me. I'm my biggest challenge really. So. Mm -hmm. That is so good. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, just getting out of our own head and just trusting God that he already created us to be who he wants us to be. Yes. Yes. No, I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, because it's when we get to like, a lot of people are so focused on purpose and like, for like, seriously, I'm all about purpose. Know what you're supposed to do in this earth, but you are never like something I'm learning now. You're never going to be able to reach purpose until you really know who God has called you to be. Like if you're Mm -hmm. never, if you don't know who God says you are, it doesn't matter what you feel like he's called you to do. You are never going to be able to live out the full measure of it because you're not walking in the authority and power that he's given you. And like, I always tell people like slavery, like we were once slaves to sin and then God saved us. And so now we're not no longer slaves to sin. Like, I love that song. I think it's Bethel, like bomb song, but <laughs> slavery cannot reproduce freedom. Like if you're, if you're bound by sin, you're not going to recreate freedom because you bound yourself. Like, so if you want to help set other people free, like you have to live a life of freedom. And like, what does that look like? It's mm-hmm. surrendering yourself. It's like dying to self. It's all the different facets that, you know, helps us become more like Christ so we can do whatever it is that he's called us to do in the earth. So. Mm, that is so good. I love that. And I just love your heart for God. Like I can just see it. I don't know if people can hear it, but just like, I love it. I love it. Aww. So how do you personally, Thank use, you. how do you personally use your calling to elevate the glory of God? So this is another question that I was really thinking about. Um, And I was thinking, like, you know, the meaning of the question. And I started to, you know, I'm always one of those people that kind of challenges the status quo. And I'll always, like, just be the difficult one that challenges the question. And so I was thinking, and I was like, well, I'm not really using my calling to glorify God. My calling is to glorify God. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm called to bring glory to the father like it doesn't matter what it's not I think so much you know especially living in like America and our culture here is you know works like we're very work-based like very performance-based um and that has been another that's another story that I feel like God has you know really been pounding me on because I really grew up like 
it's all based on works. And so sometimes we feel like we have to earn God's love um, in order, like we have to do something in order for him to love us. And so like my calling, I'm not really using my calling. I'm living a calling. Like I'm living mm-hmm. in, I'm living a life that does bring glory. And like, so I'm being directed by the Holy Spirit or I'm being directed and being led and guided by what God wants me to do. Um, because sometimes like the things that we think are around calling, you know, like platform, success, big works, big ministry, I don't know, big finances, you know, whatever that is, we think that we are supposed to use those things to bring glory to God. But sometimes like really God just cares about our hearts. Like Mm. at the end of the day, like, are you telling him hi in the morning? Like, are you talking to him and telling him like, Hey Lord, I'm so thankful that you're in my life. Like, are we really, do we really have a desperate need for him? Because like really God, what we're truly called to experience is a full love, the fullness of God, like Mm. his love in a way that we've never experienced. And we're supposed to help others experience that love. And so if I had to really answer the question now that I've like talked about what the question means, like, I think so. Like, I really do think that I'm living a life that draws other people to Christ because we're supposed to be salt and light. And I really do think that, or I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to be I'm trying to live a life that brings glory to God just by living a life that represents him well, Um, representing a life that looks like a life with him. Like I want the fruit of my life to represent that God is in my life. And I think that is what brings him glory is really just showing other people that he's real, that he's alive and he loves them beyond their wildest dreams and understanding. So, yeah. And like outside of, like you said, the stage or the big ministry or having all this money, I think God is showing me too that intimacy with him is the greatest achievement I could ever have. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's so true because like it always goes back to like if you only had Jesus would that be enough for you? Mm. If Jesus was all you had, would you still be satisfied with your life? And some of us, myself included, there's been moments where I, if I was being super honest and, you know, transparent, I don't know if I could say the answer was yes. But when I really think about my need for Christ and my need for a savior, I'm like, heck yeah, I need this guy. Like if I only had Jesus, that's all I need. You know, like that's the answer that everyone wants to give. Mm -hmm. But if we take the time to really self-check and like really, you know, allow God to examine our hearts, sometimes the truth is that's not the case. And I'm not saying this to like beat anyone down because this is my life. Like this, this whole process, this whole journey has been him checking me like, if you didn't have this, would you still be okay with just me? And I've had to like have so many moments with God to be honest with him. Like, no, Lord, I don't think I would, but like, help me to like, just want you help me to just cleanse my heart. So that's all I want is just you. And so I'm in complete agreement, like with Mm. you, what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I know we got deep, but let's just get into the fun questions. Um, I have like these bonus questions I like to do. I know. I know. I'm always a girl. That's what Transparency ministry is all about. We always stay in the deep end. I used to tell people I want to like have I want to have floaties because mm-hmm. like we stay in the deep end. Like, so, like that would be like my thing is just like passing out floaties because like listen, you better know how to tread water over here. That's <laughs> all we're gonna be doing is like swimming in the deep end. So. so my first question: What does your morning routine look like? 
so I would, okay, my follow-up question. Do you want to know what my morning routine looks like or do you want to know what I want it to look like? Girl, both. Those are two different things right now. Share, just share. Okay, so ideally what I would love my morning routine to look like is to get up, spend time with God, go work out. My God, that is a struggle for me. Pray for me, saints. Like I'm working, I would love to go work out for about a good, you know, 40 minutes to an hour. Um, and then I would come home, I would, you know, shower, I would eat a really good breakfast. And then I would just go about my day doing whatever I need to do. I don't know if you need me to go into details. I usually, if, if you're talking about like my routine in terms of like hygiene I definitely brush my teeth that's so important um and then I wash my face (laughs) um and then I usually use like a skincare routine I'm still trying to like figure that out because skincare products are so expensive like (laughs) they're so expensive um I don't really have any recommendations for that but yeah definitely brush teeth floss um put on like moisturizer sunscreen for the day and then I'm out I don't really put on a face and makeup because who got time for that? I'm too lazy, to be honest. That's the real truth, though. <laughs> we are like soul sisters, because, girl, I, 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 I'm I, just like, I could never be the one to just put on a full face of makeup, go do what I need to do. Like, if it doesn't require makeup, I am so happy. And then take it all off at the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. Just to have some residue there. You, it's too much. Like, they say that uh, makeup stretches your face and gives you more wrinkles. So I was like, well, maybe that's why I look so young because um, I hardly ever wear it. Um, so that could be one of the reasons why I don't do it as well. <laughs> mm, wow. So my second question is, what legacy would you like to leave on this earth? legacy I would like to leave well not to get back in the deep end I tell you like just like that's why I'm like just passing out floaties not to go back there but here we are um ideally I want to live a life that draws other people to Christ like that is the legacy I want to live like when I die and at my funeral I want people to be like I know Christ because of Hannah and Mm. I basically I want to be like an ambassador for Christ like I want to be that flight attendant that's literally taking people from death to life that, you know, help. I mean, I'm not the do- one doing that. It's Christ doing that. But I want to be the a gateway for someone to figure out the best life they can ever have with Christ. Because I was talking to a friend about this in the, in the car the other day. And she was like, do you think people um, know that they're missing Christ? And I was like, I didn't really know how to answer that question. But I was like, I know for a, like, in my heart of hearts, I was like, without a shadow of a doubt, there's no way that people who don't know God are living a better life than people with God. I was just like, I cannot, I firmly can't believe it. Like, you can't convince me otherwise that a life without Christ is way better than a life with Christ. Like, I just, I won't ever believe that. And so that is the legacy I want to leave. Like, I would love to help other people transform to like, really live a life of freedom, a life of confidence, a life without fear. Um, that's the legacy I want to leave. Hmm. That's so good, girl. I love that. So is there any other advice you want to give to the listeners before you go? Um, is there any other advice? Eat your vegetables for sure. <laughs> eat that. Eat the vegetables. Um, be sure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, like that, that is important. Take care. Like, I think one of the advice, and I'll go back into the deep end, really take care of your body. I think sometimes we tend to neglect our bodies. Um, 
but there's a reason why the Bible says like we should present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. And our bodies are not just our spirits and our souls and our minds and our emotions, but take care of your whole self. Like when they say self-care, it doesn't just mean like, you know, take a nice bath with a candle lit and read a book. It means every aspect of your body. Um, and I don't know why I'm sharing this. I guess there's someone who needs to hear this because I've never really said this before at all. Like whenever mm-hmm. people are asking for advice, but I'm starting to realize like how important that is. So it's like to t- just take care of yourself, like make sure you're eating right, make sure you're exercising, you know, getting some sense, like sort of physical activity throughout the day, at least, you know, three to four times a week. Um, but then do whatever it ne- you need to do. That's going to help you refresh your own emotions and your spirit. And th- those things do really help with your emotions, especially like when you're, 20 something years old, like us, um, our emotions, especially as a woman, like our emotions are all over the place. And it's just like one day you're up, the next day you're down. And like, when you really take care of your body, it really helps regulate that. Um, and then to be, if I had any other advice, I would just going back to what we were talking about earlier, like just trust God with his plan. Like I know that at this season of your life, you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do with your life. But I promise you, if you just let it go and just let God have his way and let him have what he wants to do in your life, you're going to be so much more, I don't know, you won't feel as discouraged whenever things don't work out. You won't feel as tempted to, you know, to do things in your own strength or to do things the way that you want to do them. It's, if you just trust God, he, I promise he has you. I promise he already has it all figured out. All you have to do is just live the life that he says to live. And it's going to be the best thing you've ever just, you've, you've ever done. Just let it go and just focus on him and he'll, he'll work it all out. So. That just encouraged my heart, my soul, my mind, because I just needed to hear that. And I'm just so thankful that I got to talk to you and I'm thankful that other people got to hear some wisdom from you. I really enjoyed doing this. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me. This was like, I'm very honored that you had me on your podcast. So just go ahead to um, just plug your social media, your website or anything you want to share so people can find you on social media. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I recently just merged two Instagram accounts. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Hannah Hobson. So that's H-A-N-H-A. I know my spell, my name's spelled a little differently. So Hannah Hobson, and then the last name spelled H-O-B-S-O-N. Um, or you can follow us at Transparency Ministries. You can check out our website at transparencyministries.com and sign up for our newsletters and things like that. And if you're interested in trying to figure out where to start in your relationship with Christ, if you just don't know how that looks and you you hear me saying all these things you're like I don't even know who God is like just go on and check out our devotional it's a resource it's called Jesus's Bay um if you you don't know what Bay is I have this acronym that it can stand for before anyone else um and if you're really trying to figure out who God is and how you can like reestablish your relationship with Christ or maybe you fell off and you want to get back into like you know spending more consistent time with him that resource and that devotional is for you um and then we also oh my gosh I'm so excited we also have an event coming up it's our third tea time which is absolutely crazy that God is like doing this it's going to be May 4th um in Charlotte North Carolina and you can register at tea time time so t-t-i-m-e dot transparency ministries.com to figure out what that's all about it's basically a women's empowerment workshop that will help you figure out how to become more confident in who god has called you to be so thank you so much 
And that is a wrap. I thank you guys for listening to the Purposes Bay podcast. My prayer is that you just hear yourself in the voices of these women and you're encouraged to go and live the Great Commission. Thank you.